The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Coming down the aisle at a total combined weight of 471 pounds, Casey Cage, Chad Jackson, Riker, Lale. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Wrestling for the Faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey. And I am Chad. All right. Hope everybody's having a blessed week this week, and uh, we should have an interesting episode today. Uh, but before we jump into that, Chad, how's your week been? You got any announcements, anything like that? Man, I, I you know, only announcement, week's been great. It's been a great week. The weather's been phenomenal. Uh, I got a few speaking engagements coming up. Once I get closer to those dates, I can kind of push them out here. Um, on the podcast doing some uh, like kind of zoom meetings in December for a big men's group. And I'm excited about, and then, yeah. And then just spoke to a gentleman um, yesterday on the phone in my hometown Hickory, there's a huge boys, uh, like a young, young boys home where, you know, all these underprivileged kids go, whether it be from drug problems and families or anger problems or whatever, it's a ministry. And uh, so I'm getting a chance to possibly visit that here. I believe the week of Thanksgiving and, and maybe start, you know, kind of get my foot in the door with that. So I've just been praying about that man and talking to the gentleman, his uh, mother-in-law and father-in-law run it. And I think it's just a good opportunity, man, to really pour into to the life of some of these young kids, man, because they need it. They need it in this day and time. So I'm excited about that, man. Excited to see what God's going to do in this season. Amen. And that reminds me of something that I've been meaning to say for the last few weeks. I thought about it a while back, and I, I keep forgetting to mention it. Uh, but if anybody out there would like for one or even both of us to come speak at your church revival, anything like that, uh, men's uh, men's conferences or groups or whatever you've got out there, uh, you know, contact us. We would love to uh, we'd love to come and and pour into uh, whoever. Yeah. Amen. Please, please. That would be great. A little, little tag team with Casey and Chad on the, on the pulpit. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. How about that? <laughs> uh, like so it. real quick, I just want to say November 13th, all-star championship wrestling returns to McDonald, Tennessee. The address is 130 McDonald school road in McDonald, Tennessee. That's at the McDonald community center. Bell time is 7 p.m. Uh, also, uh, November 20th, Hope Championship Wrestling uh, will be at Rock Springs Church in Milner, Georgia. Uh, bell time for that one is 7 p.m. Now, I was supposed to be on this event, uh, but due to some other circumstances that come up, uh, I, I'm going to be unable to make it. But it's going to be a great event. Lodi's going to be there, George South, Tim Horner. Uh, so. Uh, if you're in that area, be sure to go and check out Hope Championship Wrestling at Rock Springs Church. Then uh, November 21st, I will be back preaching at New River Baptist Church, 1494 Galloway Road in Blue Ridge, Georgia. Service time is 11 a.m. So if you're in the area, be sure to uh, come out and join us there. Nice little right. line up there, brother. Good yeah. stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really hate that I'm not going to be able to be on that uh, that show at the uh, in Milner on the 20th. Uh, uh, he booked me for it several months ago, but with Thanksgiving and everything going on, yeah. uh, it's crazy time. So 
<clears throat> but uh, so last week uh, we had a friend send us a podcast and this podcast is legendary wrestling manager, promoter, and, and personality, Jim Cornette. Um, he sent us, he sent us the whole podcast, but there's a place in there where Jim, uh, asked the question and now it obviously in sarcasm, uh, but we ain't holding that against him, <laughs> but Jim asked the question, um, how did people, uh, supposedly in the beginning of the Bible, uh, live hundreds of years without all the, the medicine and medical technology and things that uh, we have in today's day and age? How did they supposedly live uh, six, seven, eight, nine hundred years? Uh, so that's what we are planning on tackling here today on this episode. But, uh, you know, <laughs> this, this, uh, wasn't actually sent in by Jim, uh, but it was, it was, uh, it was a question that, uh, my friend who sent it to me, apparently he, he thought that it was a good question and something for us to, uh, to try to answer, which, uh, we're going to do. Yes. First of all, I think, you know, uh, um, Casey and I both grew up watching Jim, got the utmost respect for him. So this is not us trying to <clears throat> bash him by any means. This is just us wanting to give an answer from two men who, who are saved, who believe that the Bible is true. Um, and, and instead of looking at the Bible as, um, you know, some myth or some fairy tale, we look at it as divine revelation, the word of God. Uh, you know, we've, throughout the years and, and continue to do research. And the thing is, is I just like to um, try and talk to folks who maybe have questions about these things of like, do your own research. You're so quick to, to bash it or slander it. If we, if we all just sat down and did the research, <clears throat> studied this topic, understood the, the reasonings behind certain things in the Bible, because trust me, there's many things in, in the word of God that I still go, man, what does this mean? Or what is this about that? I have to ask a mentor or, or, you know, Casey and I bounce things off of. So our goal today is just to try and give an answer, try and, and give an answer to Jim. Um, so maybe it will open his mind and open his eyes. So we'll see what happens and then just kind of kick it off from there, man. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I'm sure this is a question that a lot of people have. I mean, sure. if you if you don't study the Bible and, and you don't really dig into these things, then on the surface, you you read of somebody like Methuselah living nine hundred and sixty nine years yeah. and our average lifespan uh, today is 70 to 80. I mean, right. it's like, OK, that sounds a bit far fetched. So we completely understand how someone could look at this. And, and look at other things in the Bible uh, and, and not get an understanding of it. Uh, in fact, the Bible actually says that the natural man does not understand the things of God, that they are discerned by the spirit. Uh, and and if, you are, if your spiritual eyes have not been opened, then it's all foolishness to you. So, right. you know, we don't necessarily expect everybody 
to completely understand everything. And as you just said a minute ago, we don't completely understand everything. Sure. But that's where it it goes hand in hand with listening to things, doing your own research, man, and just trying to piece together. Like I I had, you know, many, honestly, you know, when you sent me the the clip of, of what Jim was saying, I was like, you know what? I've never really studied that subject of why, you know, Methuselah, 969 years old, Adam lived 930 years. I mean, there's a list of these men who lived these long lives and I never even thought about it. I just read the Bible and kind of went along with it. But once throughout, since last week started kind of diving into this stuff, my eyes were open to, okay, this is why, and this is why, you know, our, our lifespan now in the U S is 80 years old or maybe a little more, maybe a little less. And, and, it, and so it kind of, kind of came together now. So I'm hoping what we can do is, is give our, um, you know, um, I guess, opinion on what the Bible is saying. Yeah. And uh, so here's the, here's the main gist of the thing. Uh, from the way I understand it, from the studies that I've done, uh, and the way it talks about in the beginning of creation, when the first humans, Adam and Eve, were first created, they were created completely perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one thing that we've got to think about. The, there, there was no sin, and therefore there was no sickness, there was no disease. Uh, they were created to live forever. Um, they were created in the image of God. Uh, sin, sickness, and death did not enter the world until Adam and Eve disobeyed God. And the thing is, Adam was given dominion over, over the whole earth. And from what I can remember, there was only a couple of commands that God said. And and one was not a, one was not a, don't do this. Uh, he, he, he told them, Hey, don't eat off of that one tree. And then he said, be fruitful and multiply. And so, of course, what husband is not going to like to hear those words, be fruitful and multiply. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. So that wasn't like a, that wasn't like a law that was laid down on Adam, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And you mentioned he, 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 you know, uh, Genesis, I'll jump into Genesis two and we're looking at verse 16, uh, 17. 16 and 17 says you are free to eat from any tree of the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil for on that day you eat from it. You will certainly die. So reading that God had already intended for man to to possibly live forever. I don't know, possibly live long, long lives Um, reasoning. We don't know, but he gave him that one command to not eat from that tree or you will certainly die. And because of man's sin, Adam and Eve, uh, death came and, and God intended for man to live long lives. But once that tree of good and evil was touched, sin came where we see this um, just, uh, you know, God gave them that one command, like you said, <clears throat> but once they disobeyed that, once they allowed the enemy to get in there and, and, and uh, start to, uh, you know, mess around with them and cause them to eat off that tree, sin came and took this uh, perfect world that God made sin entered man's heart. And that's where we start to see that things, you know, start to change in the Bible with um, killings and death and all these other things start to happen in the Bible. 
Right. Uh, another interesting uh, thing, since we're right there, that I want to touch on. So Satan used a serpent in the garden uh, to deceive Eve. And this is another one of those that a lot of people will look at and be like, yeah, whatever, a talking serpent. Um, but something interesting, a couple of years ago, I saw an article by CNN who had said that they had found fossils of snakes or serpents that had legs. Okay. Now check this out in Genesis chapter three, uh, verse 14 says, so the Lord the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field on your belly. You shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. Okay. On the belly, you shall go. So that kind of tells me that he wasn't on his belly to begin with. So the snakes that we know of right now, that's not what this serpent looked like in the garden. <laughs> you imagine what a snake looked like with feet, bro? I mean, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just thought about that. No, but I mean, and, and then for, you know, uh, a couple of years ago for CNN, which is n- not a uh, network that touts Christianity, um, you know, it's, for them to come out with an article saying that they found fossils of serpents with, with legs, um, that kind of, kind of proves the Bible in that, in that area. Uh, some would, would probably find a way to try to say no, but, uh, to me that, that sounds like pretty, pretty easy evidence right there. Right. Right. So Adam and Eve, they had dominion, uh, Adam had dominion over everything. He could eat off of any tree. um, And God only asked them not to eat off of one certain tree. And that, that tree is the knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And a lot of people would say, well, if, if God knows everything and God knew that they were going to do this, why would he have done that? Um, God wanted man to have free will. He, he had the angels. He, he could have created us as robots to just do whatever he wanted, but that's not what he wanted. He created mankind so that we uh, would choose whether we want to worship him or not. And therefore that's why the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was put in the garden. And that's why the command uh, was there. Do not eat off of this tree. Yes. And God, you know, I've, I've did some talking about this before you mentioned he, he didn't make us as robots. And we, you know, that's one question that uh, I have thrown at me sometimes and, and people go, well, that's always your answer. Like you just didn't make us robots. Well, yeah, it's true because that, that to me, that if God had made us these robots to just listen to every single command, then that's not to me, not that true love of God, you know? And so he didn't make us robots. He gave us this free will to, choose good, choose evil. And he put that tree in the garden for a purpose. And it just so happened that, you know, Adam and Eve chose to, to open up this door of sin, which caused, 
you know, obviously the lifespan. So we go back to the lifespan of Methuselah, 969 years old. And, and I know what Jim talked about was, you know, there was no medicine, there's, you know, diets and all this stuff from what I've read and what I've done in my own study. So Jim, I encourage you to, to, to study a little bit on it is at that time. And God made the earth and we can go back in the, the first chapters of Genesis of this earth that God made that was, had no fault. There was no pollution. There was no, um, there was no sickness. There was no poisons. There was no need for this medicine. They had pure foods. They had a sinless lifestyle yes. and this just amazing, practically heaven on earth is what God made this paradise. You know, he made this paradise for, for man and woman to live in, to multiply, to live long lives. But once they chose to act against God's will, to disobey God, and we see it in our own lives when we disobey God, the, the repercussions of our disobedience, whatever it may be. Um, we see that here in the Bible, that once that happened, God said, okay, in Genesis 6, 3, my spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His days shall be 120 years, 20 years. And this is possibly a reference to the shortening of man's lifespan. Um, you know, Abraham in Genesis 25, 7 only lived 175 years. So we see that. We see that this is the start of um, corrupt, corrupting, I guess, a just perfect paradise. Right. And, and that's exactly where I was about to go to Genesis six, where it talks about the flood. You covered uh, verse three. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to read verse uh, five through eight here. It says, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping things, birds of the air, for I am sorry that I made them. Verse eight, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So this is the reason for the flood. Uh, the flood was because uh, when Adam and Eve fell, sin entered the, the world and from that moment till now, uh, humans, animals, the earth, uh, and everything in it has been deteriorating. We have been dying ever since. And so this is why God did the flood. Now, uh, you mentioned the 120 years, uh, which there's debates over that, but, uh, it sounds, it sounds plausible because if you look at this, uh, I'm going to give a list here of, of some people. Um, Adam lived 930 years, Seth, 912, Methuselah, 969, Noah, 950. Now, after the flood, Shem was 600 years. Abraham was 175 years. Isaac was 180 years. Jacob was 147. Moses was 120 years. Joshua was 110 years. King David was 70 years. And his son Solomon was 80 years. So, I mean, we see right there that, that it seems like since the beginning of time, since the fall of Adam and Eve, that the lifespan, and especially after the flood, has gradually went down. And because sin entered the world, sin uh, caused the deterioration of the earth. And like you were talking about pollution and, and the things of that nature, 
So we have a lot more going on in this earth that's causing sickness and causing our lifespans to, uh, to, to grow dimmer quicker. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, just, just dawned on me too. I start to think, I can't remember exactly where it has it, where it is in Genesis, where the, <clears throat> all the clans or whatnot, all the people start building this massive temple that raises to the heavens and God goes, Oh man, right now they can do anything. I have to put a stop to this. And it's where we see there's a dispersed, there's different languages happening. They couldn't communicate. So really what happened there with the flood is God completely wiped the slate clean. If you think about it, he took this perfect thing he made where he intended for us, I believe to possibly live forever. Like we talked about or you know, a thousand years, whatever he said, I, it can't be anymore. This, this sin is running rampant. It's destroying everything. And I thought, and I, and I read this and I said, imagine a Hitler or a Mussolini living 900 years. The oh, world yeah. would certainly, de- certainly destroy itself, dude. We would, we would destroy ourselves. I mean, you know, but, once God wiped that clean after the flood gave us a lifespan of 80, whatever, 120 years, some of them 180, there's a, there's a, we we're going to face death ultimately. So there's going to be that opportunity or not going to be that opportunity of someone like a Hitler or a Mussolini controlling for 900 to a thousand years and completely just wiping out everything. Um, God is the ultimate, obviously author of everything. He knows what he's doing. You know, we, we, Obviously, we can question him as Christians, as non-believers. We we uh, point fingers or whatnot, but he is the ultimate author of all that is going on. And it's it's just it's that age-old question, man, of of um, why did they live so long? But then we see, like you and I are talking right now, that that flood came, and I believe it just wiped that slate clean because it had Noah and basically his family and two of every kind of animal. Mm-hmm. It was a whole new world. Once it opened up, it, it started over. Right. And I was also listening to something just before we started recording. Uh, it was a little above my, above my knowledge and my pay grade, but it was, uh, it, it was talking about how science and the Bible uh, were kind of going together. And it was on this subject. Um, and it was talking about how when sin and sickness and disease entered the earth after the fall of Adam and Eve, that generation after generation uh different there's different mutations in our cells and the and the genetic makeup of our of our bodies so this sin has caused man to continually be deteriorating right right and I, and I've listened to a pastor a few weeks ago I can't remember uh, might have been John Lind or, or someone, but they were talking about the, the question of 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 age. Um, they were talking about why is there natural disasters? Why is there this? Why is there that? And that the, the ultimate answer, uh, this pastor said, was the sin. The sin brought this on. It brought these things that we can't control um, to this. It's just not a perfect earth anymore. You know, we live in a world full of sin, full of hate, full of war. And it's because man has that free will to choose what they're going to do, how they're going to live their life, whether it's going to be for good or whether it's going to be for bad, whether it's going to be a, 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 a Lord, his name slipped my mind, uh, Billy Graham, or is it going to be a hit? You know, where do mm-hmm. you choose that? But we all have this ultimate choice to choose Jesus, to not choose Jesus. 
Right. And and jumping back to something you were saying a minute ago, because I just found it uh, for anybody who wants to go back and read it. The Tower of Babel, that was Genesis chapter 11. Uh, there you go. So people can go and people can go and read that story if if they would like to. Uh, so here's the thing. God had a plan. God knew what he was doing. He gave man free will. He gave, he, he still to this day gives us a choice. I'm sure a lot of times, uh, just speaking, if, if I was God, I would be sitting there like, I told you not to do that. I told you not to do, you know, uh, you know, but so many people look at God as, as this big man up in the sky with this big club and he's ready to just bash people over the head. And, you know, maybe even people like Jim, uh, because Jim is, is not afraid to share his, his beliefs. And I respect that. Uh, I can, I can, disagree with someone and not hate them. Um, so, you know, maybe even people like Jim, maybe they, they have, uh, always been taught of this, this big God who is just, you know, with this club that is waiting to knock somebody over the head as soon as they mess up. And he's just this big dictator in the sky, but that's not God at all. Uh, God is love. And he, he loved us so much that, because of Adam's fall, he already had a plan. The Bible says yes. that Jesus Christ was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So he already knew that man was going to go in this garden. Man was going to fall. Uh, they were going to sin and the world was going to need a savior. And so that's exactly, that's exactly what he did. He sent Jesus. I, so powerful. Romans chapter five, verse eight says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that's the thing. Christ died for everyone. Whether you accept him or not, his sacrifice was for everyone, uh, past, present and future. And so if we will just place our faith in him, then we get that reconciliation with God. We get to come back to that place. Um, I'll go ahead and read this Ch uh, chapter five, starting at verse 18. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's how much he loved us, man. Yeah, man, dude, because of Adam's sin, death was brought to many. But because of Jesus Christ, 
and his his uh, obedience we're given an opportunity to have life so uh, real quick i want to read romans 5 10 and it says for if while we were enemies we were reconciled to god through the death of his son and i think of john three sixteen, and i think of God intended us at the beginning to live forever, to live long, long, prosperous lives, but because of sin, because of that sin of Adam that was taken from us. Now, we can choose Jesus Christ and have eternal life where we can live forever in the presence of God in this, um, this so-called Garden of Eden, you know, heaven and glory, praising and worship all the time. Or we cannot choose Jesus Christ who gives us that reconciliation and we can die and ultimately we can live a life in hell burning mm-hmm. and you know where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth as the bible puts it so it's just powerful stuff to think about god had a plan like you said that lamb was slain at the beginning of time god knew what was going to happen he knew he knew that man was going to sin that we were going to try and live life our own way there was going to be war there was going to be all this other stuff but he also knew that he was going to give his one and only son, which is that true love of God, that agape love that it talks about in the Bible, to give us an opportunity to have that eternal life back, not here on earth, but where it really matters. And that's in the presence of God and in, in the presence of Christ. That's exactly right. And, you know, the thing about, uh, you know, hell, that's another word that a lot of people don't like. Uh you know, and there are Christians out there or people who say that they're Christians who they will just flat out, you know, they will go up to the homosexual or they will go up to, uh, you know, people at abortion clinics or or whatever. And they'll just scream and they'll hold signs. You're going to hell. You're going to hell. Man, listen, that's not the way to reach people with the gospel of Jesus. Uh, if, if their hearts are not open with love, mm-hmm. then what you're doing is useless because I've gave my testimony before at the, at the age of 14, I went to the, to the altar crying and blowing snot, uh, because I was afraid and terrified to go to hell. I was not drawn to salvation by the Holy spirit. And if the Holy Spirit does not draw us, then then it's useless. So, you know, we need to share the love of Jesus with people. We need to let people know exactly what we've done here today, that uh, that, yes, we were all sinners because of what Adam uh, did. But God loved us so much that he made a way for us to be reconciled to him. And, you know, a a preacher told me one time, uh, he said, he said, I look at it like this. Adam and Eve were created perfect and they were meant to live forever. And they were meant to be perfect forever. They were meant to bring perfect uh, human beings in and, and multiply over the earth. Um, When they ate the fruit off of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said, I've always looked at it like this. God pushed pause. And over these last few thousand years, everything has been paused. But when, when Jesus returns and sets up his kingdom, then 
God will be pushing play again and everything will be back to perfection the way he originally intended it. Right. Amen. That's good, man. That's good. Uh, that's a good note to, to, uh, to leave it on, bro. I, I, you know, I think of Romans six twenty three, and you may have already said it, but I want to say it again, as we come to an end, you know, for the wages of sin is death. Uh, but the free gift of God is eternal life from Christ Jesus, our Lord. It's having that relationship with Jesus. And Casey, your testimony of you going to the altar at 14 and blowing snot, mine's a little different. At 17, I was drawn to the altar. And I remember Pastor John Banks, we had a week-long revival that week at Bethlehem Church of God in Hickory, North Carolina. He preached hell in a way that obviously, as a 17-year-old, made me think, scared me in a way, but he also preached God's love to where it brought all around to where when I was drawn to the altar that night, it was the Holy spirit. It wasn't out of fear of yeah. obviously there, there's always the fear of dying or going to hell, but it was more of, man, I have to experience this love because if I do, then I know that there is no hell for me and it's eternal life. And I'm glad I did that. So, I mean, we all have our different testimonies of how it, how it worked out, but ultimately it goes back around. God loves us so much that he gave his son, Jesus, to give us eternal life. So there you go. Amen. Uh, I say we take it home on that note right there, brother. Yeah. And Jim, if, if you listen to this, I hope you do. Man, we just wanted to, we just wanted to give you our answer on, on the topic you brought up about the, the living and the life. And we just pray for you, brother. We pray that you, if you have questions, hey, I mean, reach out to Casey and I, do the study. But just know that Jesus loves you as well, loves you just as much as he does anybody else. He died for you as well. Amen. All right. Anybody has questions, thoughts, comments, or prayer requests, send them to wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. I am at Real Casey Cage on social media. And I am at Jackson Riker WWE on social media. So hit us up, please. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. If this episode is a blessing, be sure to share it. We love you. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. We encourage you to subscribe and leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.